0: Welcome to episode 45 of Real Travels. For those of you who listened to last week's episode, this is actually episode 45. I'm your host, Lisa Iannucci, and I'm also your film and TV travel guide. Today, it's just me, and I'm talking about what I'm watching, and what I'm talking about is the movie Nomadland, starring Frances McDormand, which has been nominated for four Golden Globes, including Best Picture. I'll also be talking about a lot of other stuff that's way too long for this intro, so let's get started. Hey everyone! I'm finally settling into my new place and working in an awesome kitchen island that I fell in love with when I first saw this place. There's just something about working here that makes me feel creative. I'm in the process of scheduling my writing courses, planning some travel for when we finally can get back on the road again, and working on some new projects. And because things are slowing down a little bit, I finally had a chance to relax a little more and watch some more television and movies. Is there such a thing? Yep. And let's talk about what I'm watching first. So, I am watching, I've watched several shows over the last couple of weeks. One of them is Be Positive. It's a CBS comedy executive produced by Chuck Lorre and Marco Panette. Chuck Lorre is the master behind mastermind behind some of my favorite shows, which are Mom, The Big Bang Theory, Mike and Molly, and Bob Hart's Abishola. Be positive stars Thomas Middleditch and Analeigh Ashford. I remember Annalie Ashford in the musical of Legally Blonde. She's hilarious in that. And it's nice to see her land in this show. And the series revolves around Drew, who's played by Ditch, a therapist and newly divorced dad who's faced with finding a kidney donor. And he runs into Gina. He used to go to school with her. And she's kind of rough around the edges. And she volunteers to give her own kidney to him. And they form this friendship that's, of course, tested from time to time over this kidney donation, and it does bring them closer together as well. And I find the sitcom funny, and it hits all the right notes for me. It's different from what's out there, and the cast definitely clicks. My only concern is how long can they draw out the donor process before that's over, and then what comes next. Overall, I'm enjoying it because only Chuck Laurie can take a room full of kidney dialysis patients and make it funny, and I have to tell you that I went through 16 weeks of chemo a few years ago, and I had a great time with the fellow cancer patients in the room with me. You become a family, and it can be sad, but it can also be really funny, and you can laugh, and that's pretty much what happened when I had my chemo. Now, the next show that I saw and have been still watching, actually, I'm only on season two, is Cobra Kai. Now, I don't know if you remember, but on Real Travels episode number 21, I had Aaron Stevens, who used to be known as the WWE's Damian Sandow, talk about his favorite show and film locations that he loved visiting, and it was Cobra Kai. And at the time, Cobra Kai was on YouTube. Well, Cobra Kai has now moved over to Netflix, and I know I'm late to the party, I seem to say that a lot lately, I need to get to some more parties, and have been binging the show, and I really like it. For those of you who don't know, it's based on the 1980s film franchise, The Karate Kid, and it stars Ralph Macchio and William Zapka, who reprise their roles as Daniel LaRusso and Johnny Lawrence. Now, there are definitely some cringe worthy moments in here, especially when Johnny taunts and teases the students. But as much as I hate to say it, it actually has to do more for his character arc that he's doing that. But of course, just when you think he's changing for the good, something else happens. It's been nominated for multiple awards. It's a fun watch, especially if you enjoyed The Karate Kid. And there are many mentions of the film and flashbacks throughout the series. Moving on, the other thing I've been watching, which kind of surprised me a little bit, is Bobby and Giada in Italy. It's on the Discovery Net, Discovery Plus, actually. And first disclaimer: I'm not really a fan of either one of them. Uh, I do watch beat Bobby Flay, and I like when he gets beat. <laughs> um, not a fan of Giada. Uh, I just. You know, to, there are other chefs that I enjoy watching, like Rachel Ray or The Pioneer Woman, or some of the other ones. But uh, I did watch the show just, and I enjoyed it because of the food, and you learn more about the Italian culture, and you see the sights as they travel around. I'm really thinking about finally getting my trip to Italy together, and shows like this. Just absolutely inspire me. They do have a good connection. I do actually, they have, obviously they're very good friends. Um, and, and they have a great connection. So you can see that on screen. But even when Bobby is just by himself, uh, he's, believe it or not, fun to watch in this. So you can really tell that he loves Italy. So that's on Discovery Plus. So. Moving on to Nomadland. I saw saw the trailer for this movie months ago and knew right away that I wanted to watch it. And at first, I'm going to be completely honest, I didn't even know that there was a book that it was based on or what the book was about. I just thought it was about the RV travel side, you know, that fun, glamorous side and living a nomadic life. But I soon learned that there is a subset of RVers who don't RV because they necessarily wanted to or because they necessarily want to travel, but because they're out of work or they don't have a place to live and they need to travel across the country in their van or their small RVs doing jobs like Amazon working or working at festivals and living out of their van because it's more affordable. Francis McDormand plays Fern who loses money and her spouse and lives in her van working across the country and meeting others like her along the way now I have an article coming out in Next Avenue about this very topic and I interviewed Bob Wells who's known in the RV industry uh, as the founder of cheap RV living and I interviewed Jessica Bruder whose book that this the, this movie is based on called Nomadland I can tell you the movies very well done And it's winning award after award on the independent film circuit or a film festival circuit. Keep in mind, though, that you're not going to see the glamorous side of RVing here. No luxury RVs in this movie. This is a woman trying to survive living in a very small van, and she finds a way to do it, but it takes adjusting, and she's facing her fears, especially being an older single woman. But Frances brings both a toughness and a gentleness to her character at the same time, which makes you just root for her and root for her to be okay and succeed at what she's doing and enjoy her life. So I definitely would recommend seeing that. It opens to the public. I believe it's on the 12th of February, and I think it's going to be on Netflix and another streaming service. You can look that up, but I believe it's going to be on Netflix. I would definitely tell you to throw some support to Nomadland. Now, in addition to my Barbie camper that I've talked about before, inspired me as a little girl to travel in an RV around the country, I remember reading a book called Tales of a Female Nomad, Living at Large in the World, and I ached to be Rita Golden Gelman. I knew after I read Eat, Pray, Love that I wanted to do what Elizabeth Gilbert did, and of course, there's Under the Tuscan Sun, and you know what that that has done for me. All of this makes traveling and RVing look glamorous, even if you're doing it because you're getting divorced or you need to find yourself. Fern in Nomadland saw no other choice for herself but to live in her van. She doesn't have a lot of money for rent, but like I said, she had that van and she makes do. Now, thanks to the pandemic, there are many other people over 50 and 60 facing the same situation. And when I interviewed Bob Wells, he even said, you're not going to see that There are a lot of people living the van life now, not for probably several months from now when the money from the government runs out and people in these situations have to make really harsh choices. So the film definitely will open your minds about that segment of RVing and van life. But again, very well done. If you get a chance to watch it, let me know what you thought. So each episode of Real Travels, I'm going to suggest a few places for you to see or tell you what's coming up that you might enjoy. This month, February, is author Laura Ingalls Wilder's birthday. I am tripping over words today. She was born on February 7, 1867, and she actually died on February 10th, 1957. If you're a fan of her books or the TV show Little House on the Prairie, There are many things you can go see and do, including a museum of hers in Wisconsin, and there's a house of hers that you can see. And in my very first episode of Real Travels, I interviewed Sandra Hume, a huge fan of the author and the show, and she's written a lot about her quite a few times, and she's written a few books, too, about her. The interview talks about the museum and Laura's birthplace, what you should see and keep in mind if you're visiting. So I recommend that you go back and watch the very, or listen to the very first episode of Real Travels. This month is also Clark Gable's birthday. If you're a fan of the actor who played in, among other things, Gone with the Wind, then you might want to check out his museum in Cadiz, Ohio. Here you can visit rooms that are identical to those in which he was born, He was actually born on February 1st, 1901, and the birthplace home is furnished in the style of the day. So it has several of, they call him the king's belongings, such as his boyhood sled. You can check out his actual automobiles, including a classic 1954 Cadillac. um, The staff is on hand to answer almost all of your Gable-related questions. Of course, with the pandemic still going on, check the dates and the times before you go to any of these places just to make sure that they're open on that particular day, that they're not closed because they met capacity, and please make sure you use, you know, your mask and sanitize and follow all the rules, actually, as you're going into all of these places. So if you are an ardent gable fan definitely head out to ohio to check out some of these these things i'm going to put links in the show notes to these places that i'm talking about so you have them and of course even though i'm late to this it is it was groundhog day this month and although this groundhog day is kind of smack in the middle if it even is the middle anymore of this pandemic Maybe you could start to decide now if you're going to go to next year's Groundhog Day in Woodstock, Illinois. Here you'll meet other fans of the Groundhog Day, the movie, not just the holiday. You'll see a display of memorabilia from the filming of Groundhog Day in Woodstock in 1992. You could see sketches of the set designs, pictures of filming and newspaper clippings of what they did, and other things as well. And you'll also be able to watch the movie with other fans that have shown up. Again, I'll put the link in the show notes to that, and you can give yourself a head start for next February's travel. Now, these places are also mentioned in my book, A Film and TV Lover's Travel Guide, which is always available. You can order it online. I would love it if you ordered it through my favorite bookstore, which is oblongbooks.com, and you can let, you know, support an independent bookstore, and you can get your book that way. So... Now, earlier I talked a lot about RVing, so I want to remind you that if you are an RVer traveling around to all of your favorite film and TV locations, you can park your RV at one of Harvest Host's member sites, which includes wineries, breweries, and farms. And to save you money on your annual membership, you can use my referral code, which is going to have a link in the website. Um, for the show notes, and you'll get an extra 15% off. There are two plans, one an affordable $79 a year and another one that includes golf courses for $119 per year. Those costs do not include the 15% off, so it even makes the membership more affordable, gives you a great place to park your RV while you travel. So the website is harvesthosts.refr.cc backslash my entire name, Lisa Iannucci, and you'll get your 15% off. But again, there will be a link in the show notes. So that's it for this week. It's short and sweet, but I'll be back next week with another interview with a travel blogger and more things you can do and more movie and TV locations and museums for you to see. Thank you so much for listening to the Real Travels podcast. Please follow me on Instagram at The Virgin Traveler. And if you have a minute, maybe leave me a review on this podcast. You can click those little iTunes stars. Five would be wonderful, but whatever you're feeling would be great. It would really help me out. I want to thank everybody, and I will see you all next week.